like this. As he opens a door, he opens a door and he invites you to come in. I know that two years ago, the Lord opened a door for me. I was struggling with some deep stuff and I never thought that I would ever be able to tell anybody. I never thought that I would be able to open up because growing up, I've been praying for revival since I was about seven years old. So growing up, everyone looked at me as the mature one, as the on fire one, the one that sought revival day in and day out, who prayed and groaned and wept for the move of God amongst my generation in America. So as I was growing up, there was this polar reality where on one side I was laboring for revival. God gave me vision as a little boy for stadiums to be filled. And I believe that even what God is doing in America, this little spark of renewal, this little move of God, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to press into this reality, but also to go beyond this reality because I believe that God wants to open the doors to the stadiums. I believe that God wants to empty the wheelchairs. I believe that God wants to cast out cancer from bodies. I believe that God wants to raise the dead. But part of what I struggled with growing up was because I had this call of God on my life, because I felt that God was calling me to be a preacher, was calling me to be one who would labor for the stadium revivals. I felt that it was impossible to ever open up, to ever share with anybody my struggles because everyone looked at me and I thought I had to be perfect. My parents looked at me and they said, oh, this is, this is the obedient one. This is the guy that never gets in trouble. This is the perfect one and I'm so proud of him. They would talk up and down every, everywhere they would go. They would just brag about me. But there was a problem. The problem was I had a deep issue. I had loneliness. I, I struggled with loneliness since I was a little boy because when I was born, I couldn't speak. I stuttered throughout my entire childhood. So as I was crying out for revival, it didn't make sense because God, God, you know, God told me, you're, you're, you're going to be a preacher. And I told God, how can I be a preacher if I can't even speak? So because, because I couldn't speak for so many years, I grew so incredibly lonely. And in that loneliness, I didn't know where to turn. So I started struggling with lust. I started struggling with pornography. And that was my struggle. This polar reality, groaning and praying in tears for revival. And yet at the same time, having seasons, consistent seasons of struggling and never being able to open up. So two years ago, I was in a meeting very similar to the renewal reality where God was showing up, but it wasn't corporately, it was in a single classroom at IHOP. And the Lord opened a door and the Lord told me, he said, if you want your calling, it's gonna come at a price. And he told me, he said, you're going to have to tell your parents 
He said, you're going to have to open up. You're going to have to tell your parents the good and the bad of your past. Because for 10 years, I prayed for revival and no one knew. My parents didn't know. My teachers didn't know. My youth pastors didn't know. No one knew. I was so shut down emotionally because I did not know how to speak. The only thing I, know, I knew how to do was pray. The only thing I knew how to do was groan and, and weep for revival. So what the Lord did was he opened up a door and he said, if you want your destiny, then tell your parents. And I told the Lord, I said, God, there's no way I can do this. This was the biggest mountain I could ever have imagined crossing. This was the biggest mountain I could have ever imagined crossing. I'm the guy that, that looked at God and said, I'm just going to die and go to hell because I don't know how. I have no strength within me to be able to open up to my parents who look so highly upon me. They think I'm perfect. They think I'm anointed. They think I'm called of God, and yet I have struggles. But the Lord opened a door, and in that time, in that class two years ago, the Lord said, if you want it, if you want your destiny, you're going to have to tell your parents. And one of the days, there wasn't even ministry time. We were just standing in prayer to receive from the Lord. And I shook violently to the floor. I couldn't stop it. Just the Holy Spirit came on me. And I shook violently to the floor. This was before I had ever seen too much of that stuff. And I believe that at that moment, the Lord gave me grace. It was not my strength that did it. It was not my strength that did it. God sovereignly opened a door and kicked me through in a sense. I mean, he, he led me through the door of repentance. He led me through the door of opening up to my parents about things that I was totally uncomfortable sharing. So during that time, I was crying out to God and saying, God, expose and remove darkness from my life. But I really didn't know how to open up. So one night, I was praying in the prayer room, pacing around, saying, God, is this the night? Is this the night? Is this the night? Am I, am, how am I going to tell my parents? Are you going to open a door? Are you going to open a door? I was so hungry for revival. I was so hungry for revival. There was something in me that said, who cares? Who cares what others around me think? I'm too hungry to see the stadiums filled. I'm too hungry to see the wheelchairs be empty. There comes a point at which the hunger of God in you becomes bigger than your care of the one to the left and to the right. There, be, there comes a point at which you're too hungry for God to fulfill His purpose in your life. That you say, God, okay, I'm finally ready to give it all up. No, it's not my strength. It's your strength. But, oh God, would you walk with me? Would you hold my hand? Would you walk me through it? And that night... Randomly, both my parents ended up picking me up instead of one. They were both in the car, and they turned around, and they said, how's your day? And normally, because I'm so shut down emotionally, because I was so quiet, because I grew up stuttering for so many years, I was so reserved, that I, I, I normally say, fine. They ask, so how are you doing? Fine. Your day, how'd your day go? Good. 
And that's about all I could get out. Because there was, there was such a turmoil in me. I did not know how to be open. I did not know how to express myself. But that night was different. That night was different and the Lord gave me grace. My parents said, how are you doing? And I said, I'm doing really, really, really good. And they said, tell me about it. And I paused and I said, well, the Lord's been on me these past few weeks. And God's told me to tell you something. I want to share with you the good and the bad of my past that you don't know about. And I proceeded to tell them. I proceeded to tell them about the groaning for revival that they didn't know about. I proceeded to tell them about the pornography and, and, and even just struggling with sin in that in lust of the eyes. I began to open up and I began to share. And the lie of the enemy was this. The lie of the enemy was this. Once your parents know, they're going to look at you different. They're going to look down at you. They're going to rebuke you. They're going to yell at you. They're going to say, oh, you know, get your act together. That was the lie that I believed for so many years. But when I told them, they turned around and they were so not like that. They said, we love you. We support you. We're going to walk with you. We're going to pray for you. I was so shocked because I let the lie of the enemy stop me for year after year after year after year of opening up. So believe me that I know just as much as any of you, I know exactly what it's like to feel like you have issues, you have sins that no one knows about, you have struggles with depression or suicide that no one knows about, and you don't know how to open up. I am right there with you because I was there and it was not my own strength that got me through. It was the power of God. It was God opening a door and saying, now is the time. It was a, it was a small token of renewal. It was a small token of renewal. And this is the season, the time of revival, the time of renewal is the season of the open door. It's the season of the open door. It's the season of the open door where you never felt like you would have strength to open up. And God sovereignly says, now's the time. You've been crying out, oh God, how can I get past this sin? How can I get past these struggles? And it's a sovereign season. It's a sovereign season where God opens the door and he says, I will walk with you. I will walk with you every step of the way I will walk with you you are not alone this is who God is he's a good God he's happy to deliver you he rejoices God is not angry he dances over you he rejoices with singing and with song oh he's peering right now I believe he's peering over the balcony of heaven and saying oh I've been waiting for this night. I've been waiting for this one and that one to finally be willing to open up and to repent, to finally be willing to open up and to say, oh Lord, I'm ready for deliverance. Not because of my own strength, but because it's an open door. I believe that if the Lord had not opened that door for me, I would have went year after year after year. I would have graduated Bible college. I would have began to pursue preaching. And I would have continued to struggle. But it's always the Lord's kindness to open the door and to walk me through it. 
And it's the, sea, it's the seasons of renewal where those doors are open. You may not get this open door every day. You may not get this open door every season. There comes a time where you have to be willing to lay it all down. Where you have to be willing to say, oh my goodness, my youth pastor, he's sitting right behind me. What's he going to think? I, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm a worship leader. I lead the prayer meetings. What's he going to think? There comes a time where you have to be hungry enough for God, where you lay those things aside and you say, God, I am pursuing you. It doesn't matter who sees. When I told my parents, after that, I emailed my youth pastor, my old youth pastor, and I said, I'm sorry, I repent. I was on worship teams. I preached and I sang and I did, I, I was in leadership and I was struggling with pornography. I emailed other, other, I emailed old teachers. I was the leader of a Christian club and I emailed the Christian club leader and I said, I repent, I'm sorry. I was involved in immorality when I was in leadership. I went to teachers at IHOP. I went to other leaders at IHOP and I said, I'm sorry, I'm struggling with this. And God has been over these past two years walking me on a journey of deliverance. Was I sovereignly delivered in a moment? Personally, I wasn't. There's a lot of people that are. God can do that. For me, it wasn't. For me, it was a journey. For me, it's a journey of day by day choosing to say no, day by day choosing to choose righteousness, day by day, even if I have a moment of struggle, of being willing to open up, of being willing to say to open up. I, I actually had to return to my parents two or more times after that event come to them a year later and say, hey, I'm still struggling. What now? It's a year later. You told me you'd be praying for me. What now? The Lord has been taking me on a journey of humility because one thing that I had praying for revival since I was seven years old, because I didn't tell anyone my struggles, I struggled with pride. Pride was a main issue because what pride did was it said all that people saw me as is they saw me and they looked at me and they said, oh, you're the revivalist guy. Oh, you're the guy who prays for revival. Oh, you're the guy who groans and grows. You're the guy who carries a, a, a gift of intercession. But the problem, it's not that that wasn't true. I do carry it. I do pray for revival. It is authentic. God has gifted me in the place of intercession. It's not that that wasn't true, but I wasn't being fully real. And the problem with that is that opens the door to pride. Because then all that everyone else is looking at you and seeing is they're seeing the positive and they're affirming the positive. Oh, they're saying, hey, you did really good preaching. You did really good singing. You, you know, you, you're doing really good with your Bible studies. But if you're never willing to be open and vulnerable, then you may not have an open door to step into freedom. I know that's a hard word. And that's what I feared as a child. That God wouldn't give me grace to walk through that door. But I want to tell you today that God is giving you grace tonight. Tonight's an opportunity for you. It doesn't have to be depression. It doesn't have to be depression. Whatever it is that you want to open up, 
to get prayer for, just come forward. Just come forward, whatever it is, an addiction. You want, you want prayer for anything, anything that you want to get right with God, you want to press in for more of God, I just invite you to come forward. What we're going to do is have everyone stand. And so when, when we, uh, for those of you that want some prayer, loneliness, suicide, you know, hating yourself, the, the issues that have been mentioned. And so if you are not coming up, I want you to be in the mode of worship. Anna's going to sing. I'm going to sing. So I think tonight this is such a pivotal area. This is such a big area in our lives. And, and I just sense the Lord's going to bring strong freedom. And, and there's an anointing on these guys because they I remember seeing him on the YouTube, you know, on the Ustream, and I was just so powerfully moved. And, and when, I, when I heard his testimony, I realized that's the testimony of so many. And what he went through as an eight-year-old is, is far worse than many of us ever went through. And if the Lord could deliver Travis and, and deliver him from those words and depression, he could surely deliver you. So what we're going to do is we're going to sing. And again, this is an invitation. Well, what is an invitation? Invitation means you get to choose. The Lord gives you an invitation. You don't have to come up. But sometimes the invitation is special. There is a power. There's a deliverance. There is something different. So we do want to make it as comfortable. But at the same time, we want you to be proactive. We want you to say, you know, Lord, if it's... If it's if you can set Travis free, you can surely set me free. And so we'll do that. And so come on up and just line up here, okay? And 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 the rest of you, if you don't feel like you know what was shared tonight wasn't really about you, don't worry. We can just worship. Alright? But I believe that this is such a big issue in many of our lives. So I'm gonna just pray and then invite the Holy Spirit to invite you so you know that the Lord's been talking to you. So, Father, we thank you. We thank you for the testimonies of our brothers laying their souls bare, Lord. This is the scariest thing for many of us to share about our struggles, to share about just that dark, dark areas of our lives, Lord. And to confess our weakness is the scariest thing, but it's the bravest thing, Lord, for those who have been set free. It's the most freeing thing to share our testimony. And, and we know, Lord, to be depressed, what it means to be in loneliness, what it means to have suicidal thoughts, what it means to look in the mirror and hate most of the features on our bodies. Lord, we've been through a lot, Lord, secrets and sins and, that no one knows about, and we're trapped in lies, tra trapped in darkness, but we don't want to live that way anymore, Lord. We want to be set free. You've died to set us free. So, Lord, we just ask that you would just speak to us. You don't have to yell at us. You don't have to knock down the door. Whisper your invitation, Father. And as we're worshiping you, Lord, begin to set your people free. Set your people free. In Jesus' name. So this is a safe place. Come on up. Okay, come on up. I just got a sense that the ones who will come up first, there's going to be a powerful move of God upon you. Just come on up.
Father, let's pray for you.